Hey there, I'm Lauren, and you're listening to The Podcast Manager Show, a podcast for podcast managers. Each week, we cover the technical and tactical aspects of running a profitable podcast manager business. With over 90,000 new shows starting each month, podcast managers are in demand. I mean, in demand. And I'm here to help you land your dream clients while reaching your monthly income goals without working like crazy. Are you ready? Let's get to today's episode. Hey there, welcome to this episode of the Podcast Manager Show. I'm really excited that you're here today because I am excited to talk about this topic, about this internal resistance that you might face when building a business that you actually enjoy. And the reason that I use the word actually in the title and in the topic that we're talking about today is that it's easy to build any business, right? Like you can just build a business and just see what comes out of it. (laughs) But building a business that you individually are actually going to enjoy running takes intentionality. I'm not gonna say that it's easier or harder. It just takes a lot more intentionality than just kind of like just going, going, going and see where your business is in, you know, six months. Or having the mindset of like, I just need to make money and money is the only driver. You guys know if you've been around here for any sort of time, I'm all about making money. I'm I'm not gonna shy away from that by any means. These wouldn't be businesses if we didn't want to be profitable. So I'm all about that. But I also strongly believe that we want to run businesses that we actually enjoy doing because we were probably making money doing something else and we came over here to podcast management so that we could enjoy what we do and make money. So we're going to be talking about really that enjoyment piece today and some mindset blocks that get in the way of building a business that you individually enjoy. So I've got three mindset blocks that I personally have gone through that I've had to, you know, come up to the roadblock and say, okay, am I going to do A or am I going to do B? A is maybe what I think I should do based off of what other people have done or what's going to make me more money or whatever. And B is the business that I really want to run. So I'm going to share with you three things that I personally have run into that I think you have maybe also run into or maybe you will run into. So these are the three pieces of internal resistance that I face on really an ongoing basis, right? It's not just like, okay, you get to this roadblock and then you never see it again. (laughs) It's kind of just like always kind of pops back up and you get better at identifying it and more clear with what type of business you want to run, right? Maybe you're just starting out or you're just thinking about becoming a podcast manager And you have some idea of like what you'd want to feel like in your business, but you're not really 100% sure. Totally fine. I mean, who's 100% sure? No one. (laughs) But you probably know some things that you you don't want to go through, right? You don't want to have a boss who's not going to give you time off whenever you need it. You don't want like there's probably some things like that that you're, you're pretty clear with. But it's okay if you don't know a lot of these things about yourself yet. That's the cool process of starting and growing a business is learning a lot about what you want as the CEO as you build it. So the first thing that comes to mind when I think of like internal resistance is a corporate mindset, which I think really goes hand in hand with people pleasing. When I say corporate mindset, I think of like, sometimes as freelancers, we'll get into a client relationship with someone 
And we'll then just like treat them like they're, they are our boss and we are the employee. Because maybe that's the only working relationship we've ever been in. Probably, right? I mean, a lot of us, this is one of the first steps we have taken into entrepreneurship. So that corporate mindset of like, you're my boss, I'm the employee. And so really anything you ask me to do, I need to find a way to do it because my income rides on you. That's kind of like the underlying thing that we're thinking about. So also this is people pleasing, I think. It's how can I keep my client the happiest? And of course, you know, we want to keep people happy. We want to do a great job. But at the end of the day, this is where boundaries come into play so much is that we don't want to be in a relationship with a client that is employee-employer. And we shouldn't be, right? That's not the nature of freelancing. So as soon as we build a relationship like that, things will start to go sour because it's not the way that things are intended to be. So my example of this, and I've had to set boundaries along the way, and we, we will link some of the episodes that I've done on boundaries because, man, I love talking about boundaries. But if you can't think of like any boundaries right now, the, the one of the random boundaries that would come to mind would be like, if a client asked you, hey, can you be available from eight to five? You don't have to say yes to that at, by any means. You can say, actually, these are my working hours and I will return any messages to you within 24 to 48 hours, like whatever your number is. So like, you know, those specific types of things you have 100% control over in your business. And you can tell the client confidently, hey, these are actually my policies. And I'm happy to help you within these boundaries. So if you're not exactly sure what I mean by boundaries, that's a very specific one. Okay, so my example of like people pleasing and kind of sinking into this like corporate employee-employer relationship was one of the first clients that I had I was only editing for her. And then she had someone else on her team who was doing all the other like podcasting tasks. And she had a lot of podcasting tasks. You know, the basic stuff like show notes and uploading and social media graphics. But she was also writing emails. She was writing the emails and she was having her assistant schedule them. She was creating opt-ins or like a freebie for nearly every episode And there were a couple other things that I I can't exactly remember, but there were a lot of like additional tasks that she had going with every single episode, you know, guest management stuff. So I was only her editor and I really liked her show. And we worked together for over a year as me being her editor. And I think I uploaded, but I did not write the episode description. So I was not doing any writing. I was just editing and I think uploading with a description that she sent me. And It got to a point where I actually sent her an email saying, hey, you know, my business is growing and I'm going to, I was letting her go. I was letting her know that I was only going to be working with clients that I was doing full management for. And of course, my price with her was lower because she was one of my first clients. So I'd raised my prices a lot over time. She had kind of lagged in my, you know, my lower prices. And so I told her, you know, I'm happy to discuss if you are interested in me taking over some things. But at this point, I'm going to move on so I can work with people in a bigger way. And she's like, oh, actually, you know, my assistant, she's doing X, Y, and Z. She was moving her team around. And so it was really good timing for me to take on more responsibilities, which is what I wanted. And I and I wanted a bigger package with, with my clients. I wanted fewer clients, bigger packages. So she sent me everything that she wanted. 
And they told me what they were paying the first person, which, oh, my goodness, when this happens, it's never good, right? Because it's always like the lowest number you can imagine. <laughs> and you're like, okay, well, you were paying her this amount. And I know my price is going to be a lot higher than that. And you don't want that number to affect your pricing, right? I mean, I didn't want to say, okay, so she was doing, let's just say she was doing it for $500 and I would be at least 900. Let's just say those numbers. You don't want to then like take off some money off of yours just because it's not that close to, you just want to give the price like, hey, this is my price. Okay, well, I should have known better. (laughs) I've made a lot of mistakes along the way. This is one of them. But I wanted to work with her and I knew what it was like to work with her and it was pretty easy. She was very organized. She was always ahead. And so I thought, okay, I am going, I, this is my price. Let's say it's 900. I'm going to take a little bit off because I know that I really like her topic. Her audio is really good. Like all the other stars were aligning. So I, I, I kind of compromised some in my head. And I also compromised because there were some things that she asked me to do that were definitely more like virtual assistant tasks that were kind of more micromanaged that I didn't really want to do. But I thought, you know what? I like the idea of continuing to work with her. Let's just go for it. So I gave them the number. They, of course, thought it was high. So they like took something off of my plate and, you know, the the number went down and we kind of settled on something. And I did think like, "Mm, don't love this. I don't love how this kind of ended out. But we'll get into a good rhythm and and I think it'll be good. Well, I hadn't really communicated that much with her team because I was the editor. I didn't have to communicate that much. And as soon as I had more responsibilities, they were contacting me all the time. And I didn't anticipate that. And so not only did I kind of compromise, not kind of, I definitely compromised on like tasks and pricing a little bit. I also was being micromanaged, which I am not a fan of at all. And that's not the business that I wanted. And that kind of leads me back here to I got into this employee-employer type of relationship, even though I was like, wow, I, I should have known better. But, you know, you can't always predict everything by any means. And you, you sometimes you get into these situations where you think, wow, I wish I would have known. But hey, I, I didn't. And now I have to do the hard work of saying, hey, this isn't working for me. And either just like moving on. And I was ready to move on from her anyway, right? But then once we like reorganized our package, I was recommitted. And so it was harder to then, I waited a couple months. I saw what was transpiring. And I thought, man, these corporate mentalities are really encouraging me to stay. And people pleasing is really telling me like, you can't leave now. But the business that I really want to run is not this one, is not the way that this client relationship is making me feel. And so I sent the email, I recommended someone else to her, and we we left on, on fine terms, right? And now I know that whenever you're, whenever I am, don't need to speak for you guys, but whenever I'm renegotiating something with a client, I've got to be really clear with myself that just because you have a relationship with them, and the people-pleasing tendencies are a little bit higher, you got to keep that in mind for whenever you're renegotiating so that you don't negotiate yourself into a package that isn't going to be the right package for you. And honestly, I think this is a skill set that we can get better and better at. 
is saying, okay, what is the business that I want to run and how is it going to make me feel? If my client contacts me every single day to like check in on stuff, how is that going to make me feel? Right. And that's not going to happen. You know, like that would be very rare to happen. But how would that make me feel? Like, would that make me feel like, oh, cool, I'm friends with my client or would it be micromanaging to you or whatever? Like you can start thinking through some of these things so you can put up some of these boundaries for yourself so that you can run the business that you actually really enjoy running. Okay, the second mindset block internal resistance that I have run into is how much time I spend in my business and how much travel I want to take on. And you might be thinking, travel? Like, when do you ever travel as a podcast manager? You can travel 0% of your time. Personally, I love conferences. I've always loved live conferences. But back before when I was a fitness professional, I just love like personal development conferences. And there's conferences in the podcasting industry that we've done a couple episodes on and things. So that's what I mean by when it, when I, it comes to travel. But how I spend my time is so important to me. And one of the cornerstones of why I started this business was so that I could have freedom over my time and I wouldn't be sitting at a job doing nothing while my kids were doing something else without me. That was like really one of the biggest pieces of why I started this business. And so now, of course, my kids are are older and also younger because I keep having kids. <laughs> Can't get out of that baby phase. But my time looks so, so much different than when I started this business, which I love, 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 love. But it also is something I, I have to keep an eye out at all times because I'll think, okay, yeah, like, do I want to work more? Do I want to get more child care? Do, how's it going to feel to work like this? How's it going to feel to work like that? You know, how is it going to feel to work evenings again, which is something I'm doing in the summer? How's it going to feel to work during the days? Like, I'm just, I'm just always kind of reevaluating that as my schedule changes and as my kids get older and and things like that. Uh, But I want to specifically talk to travel because I want to tell the story of recently a really hard decision that I had to make. And I think that was actually why I even thought of this episode for you guys was that uh, a couple months ago, I got asked to speak at She Podcast Live. She Podcast Live, which is a conference that is for women and for, in podcasting. And I went last year, had a blast and applied to speak and got a no. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to go. I'm still I'm still going to go. I'm still going to have a great time. And I'm going to just keep applying until I can speak because I love public speaking. You know, I love having podcasts for the same reason. I, I really enjoy speaking. And instead of me having to apply, they asked me to speak. So I was so honored and so touched. But the conference is in October and I am having a baby at the end of July, which she is probably here by the time this episode comes out. So it was it was close enough to the birth of my last baby that I thought I really need to think about this because is this how I want to spend my time in my business? This business allows me to be the mom that I want to be. So does this fit into that? I was trying to decide, does this opportunity fit into what I want my business to look like? And I decided yes. I am going to take this opportunity. It's a really great opportunity and it's just far enough out. I think it'll be fine. 
my baby will be two months old. And my husband was up for it. And I thought, you know what, I'm just going to like fly in to the conference right before I speak. And then I'm going to fly out right after I speak. So I'm not even going to hang out. I'm just going to like go speak and come back um, because that's what felt right for me. Well, I decided that plan in May and I thought, I don't want to change my mind, but like I could always change my mind, right? Like this isn't, I didn't purchase a plane ticket. I was like, I'm pretty, pretty, pretty sure that this is what I'm going to do. Well, as the time went on and I started thinking about what it was going to feel like to do this and how I was going to show up as a speaker two months postpartum. And, you know, I'm not taking like a true maternity leave, but I am going to be busy with having a newborn, right? So my mind isn't going to be 100% on my work. And I started thinking about that. I thought, you know what? Saying yes is really coming from this idea that if I say no, maybe I won't get asked again. Maybe I won't get this opportunity again. Maybe I won't ever get to speak at She Podcast Live if I say no this year. And that's definitely scarcity thinking, not abundant thinking by any means. And I thought if I didn't have that scarcity belief, what would I do? What would be my choice then? And I thought, oh man, if I knew that I could do it another year, I would say no this year. Because like I said, this is my last baby. This is the last time that travel will be questionable for me, right? Like I'm I'm happy to travel a couple times a year for a conference. Like that will fit into my life. But not this year, not this fall, not now. And so I thought, you know, as much as I am scared for a second to say no to this opportunity, it's not how I want to spend my time right now, right? Like I can continue to run my business near to what how I do it on a normal basis with having a newborn. Like that's incredible. That fact right there is a beautiful fact, but not with travel. So why am I saying yes to travel, right? So what I would love for you to take away from this is like when you're given an opportunity and it's maybe it's speaking, maybe it's something else that you're just like, wow, this is such an honor. This is such a piece of visibility for me. This is such a, maybe a credibility booster or an ego thing. Does it really fit with how you are building your business, right? Does it really fit? Because man, they're tempting. These opportunities are so tempting and they come from a place of, you know, genuine desire for people to to work with you and, and things. But I just really believe it's so important for us to come back to within our own selves and say, is this the right thing for me? And like, you know, it took me a little while to figure that out and I had to change my mind, which stinks. You know, you don't really want to change your mind. You want to be a woman or a man of their word. But hey, that's what it took for me. (laughs) So when you're debating opportunities Maybe it's working with clients or visibility opportunities or something else that comes along the way. I would encourage you to come back to yourself and say, is this going to fit? And am I am I saying yes because I'm afraid it's not going to happen again? Or am I saying yes because it is the right time and the right opportunity? And to stick with your guns on, to stick with your priorities as a business owner. So this whole episode has kind of been based around like, business and personal values. So let me know if you want me to do a completely separate episode about business values and how 
you kind of come to your own personal business values and maybe some of my business values and how they link with my personal values, let me know if you want a whole episode on that. The third and last mindset block, internal resistance that you might run into as you build a business that you actually enjoy is implementing big morals that you have, that you want to have for your business. So maybe you want to run a business that gives back in some way. Maybe you want to run a business that's anti-racist. Maybe you want to run a business that employs only women. Like maybe you just have this moral, ethical piece to your business that you're you want to implement. And maybe you haven't seen it be implemented before, right? I mean, capitalism <laughs> is what we see a lot. So businesses that give back, businesses that have some sort of moral stance, they are harder to come by. And we don't see them living out, you know, especially like something that we feel like we can duplicate, right? So maybe you have these big morals is kind of the way that I'm seeing them. And you're, you're figuring out how can I actually implement this and still be profitable, but be proud of the business that I'm running, right? The reason that this one comes to mind is that I've always had from the beginning of my business, my virtual assistant business, I thought, if this is going to work out, I want to give back a percentage of my business income every single month. That just felt like right for me, right? And I've done it a couple of different ways of, you know, doing a percentage, doing a, you know, a lump sum, doing it here, doing it there, doing it for one, like I've, I've tried everything. And what I've, you know, learned along the way of wanting to give back a percentage back each month is that there are seasons of my business where it's easy and there are seasons of my business where it's harder. And so I have to streamline it so that I don't, I'm not making the decision each month based on how I feel about my finances or how I feel in my business. I've got to just stick with something and go and not look at it, right? And not change it all the time. So that's one of the things that's worked for me. But also one of the things that's important to me is supporting other women. And that's one of the basis of my whole business is helping you guys become podcast managers. But I've thought before you know, should I do like a scholarship to the podcast manager program, right? Should I somehow like give away the program? Should I do some sort of scholarship fund? Because I really, really like those things. I'm just like, I love the concept of that. But I also have had a lot of coaching on how people that pay, pay attention and how when you give something free to someone, they're the ones that don't implement it. And so it's like, it's a hard thing to manage of, wanting to support other women, but also wanting to help people get the result, right? I don't want to just give something away to give it away. I want to I want to help someone get the result. The result is what it's all about. So I've thought about those things in the past, but realized, you know what? One of the best ways that I can support other women is by being profitable myself and having women on my team that I can pay, that I can pay well, Right. So maybe you're thinking through of just like, how can your business make a positive impact on the world? And you're you're thinking through some of these options. I just want to kind of be transparent about the things that I've thought through of like, yeah, giving a percentage back or having some sort of scholarship or just being profitable yourself so that you can hire people. 
and then they make more money and then they can hire people that are also doing good in the world. So just keeping that alive is your business, you doing good for the world. And my goodness, do we need that? We definitely need that today. But the mindset block that's kind of connected to that, living out these big morals, is getting distracted by other goals that people are trying to set for you. (laughs) You know, on Instagram, people are trying to set for you, you know, make $250,000 this year or like whatever, or work with this many amount of clients or be this hands off in your business. And people will try to set goals for you. And you and I think, you know, if we see them often, we get indoctrined into that belief, which can be a good thing and a bad thing. So when you're thinking of like what morals you have in your business or what business principles and values that you want to live out, think through things that actually matter to you, that you really want to, when maybe push comes to shove, you're actually going to stick with, right? If I was given the chance to continue giving a percentage back or make $100,000 more a year, I'm not even joking, I would keep the percentage back. Because if I wasn't giving back, I just would not feel like I'm running the business that I'm supposed to run, right? So what are those things that are kind of more ingrained in your heart that are like, hey, if I'm if I'm going to be a business owner, then this is surely how I'm going to do it, right? If I'm going to be given this opportunity to be a business owner, then what's my business going to look and feel like for someone? So like I said, there's probably a lot of things that you're thinking about that I'm I haven't even said and in ways that your business can make a greater impact on the world that I haven't even thought of. But I hope this gives you some ideas on on how you could implement that and also stick with it when maybe you're tempted to go for another goal that just isn't true to the business that you want to run. I really love talking about these topics. Like I love doing like the strategy and like the very tangible tactics of running your business and getting into like the very fact-based weeds with you guys, especially on our in our coaching calls in the podcast manager program. I love that. But then I also love like zooming out and talking about these topics because personally, it's really motivating to me. It kind of re-energizes me to say, yes, this is the business that I want to run. Like I'm going to run into these internal resistance pieces maybe, but like at the end of the day, I'm building a business by design. And that really is like inspiring and motivating for me personally. And I hope that it is for you as well. So let me know what you think about this episode over on Instagram. Let me know what kind of business you want to run. I would love to know your personal stance on running your business and some of your business values. So thank you so much for being here today. I super appreciate it. And I will talk to you next week. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. Come connect with me over on Instagram at Lauren Wrighton or in the Podcast Manager Mastermind Facebook group. And let me know what you liked about this episode. I love, love, love hearing your guys' feedback and what is resonating with you. You can always find the links and resources mentioned in the show over at laurenwrighton.com. Special thanks to my amazing podcast manager, Marcy Page, on producing this episode. All right, that's it. Until next time, I'll be cheering you on.